Hello everyone, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry and welcome to the Constitution Segment Recap for Season 2, Episode 7 of Restore Freedom Weekly. This is just a simple recap of what we talked about on Tuesday, so if you want to hear that full discussion, please make sure to check out the episode, a link for which is on slide two of this presentation, and of course the link for the presentation or slideshow is in the description of this segment. So this week we covered how to adequately represent yourself in municipal ordinance violation hearings. Again, this was season two, episode seven already, time flies. Uh, this week we were covering, well, is your municipality bullying you with unconstitutional regulation? Don't have thousands of dollars to hire an attorney to fight back against the unconstitutional municipal regulations? Learn how to fight back adequately on your own. And that's exactly what we were discussing. Of course, we uh, also talk about the true or false Tuesday question of the week. This week was, you cannot appeal from municipal ordinance violation hearings. Their decisions are final. Now keep in mind, starting this week, we actually are only posting the true or false question of the week on Telegram or YouTube. So if you want to take a part in part of that, then please make sure to check out our polls on both of those social media platforms. So preparing for uh, municipal zoning violation hearings, uh, number one, we need to understand the constitutional framework. And number two, you need to do your homework. Number three, you need to be prepared to roll your sleeves up. And number four, you need to garner support. So uh, with understanding the constitutional framework, this is all stuff that we've talked about before, so I'm not going to go into detail. This is going to be a brief ride, so buckle up. Um, think about it this way. We have allowed ourselves to be trained into thinking that we have to prove that we have permission before we take any kind of action and to allow government to do whatever it wants unless we bear the burden of proving that it does not have that specific authority to take that particular action. In this situation, we're talking about um, my land. We are using my example of my current dealings with the city of Ormond Beach and my property. And let me put it this way. I don't have to sit by idly and allow blatant overreaching by the city until I can prove to just the right person through just the right procedure exactly how the city doesn't have the authority to do what they're doing. Why? Because, well, I, just like you, get my rights from God, not the government, and my rights, just like yours, are meant to be unabridged meant to be exercised, unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated, undenied, undeprived, and abused, and unusurped. At the very least, this means that I get to exercise my God-given liberties without first seeking permission from any government entity. It is only if, in the exercise of my rights, that I begin impeding upon your exercise of your rights that the government may step in. But the government doesn't have the right to simply step in whenever and however it sees fit. Why? Well, the government has no rights. In fact, we the people created our constitution and our very form of government. And government only has those powers which we specifically delegate to it. 
Remember, the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. There's a slide in here talking about exactly what that means, as well as giving you that legal hierarchy that we've covered in uh, episodes prior. Now, this means government cannot act unless there is a specific power granted by the Constitution, and government is prohibited from doing anything that violates the U.S. or state constitutions. Now, if you think that liberty infringements found in state law or municipal code are justified on the basis of public health, public safety, or public welfare, then you need to reread the actual language of the U.S. and state constitutions because that kind of justification simply isn't there. I don't care how many U.S. Supreme Court decisions or uh, you know cases that are covered by the mass media are shared with that kind of language public health, safety, general welfare, there's are just simply justifications that the Constitution does not provide. I've left in here the slides talking specifically about the term welfare in the Constitution, safety, and health, and how it doesn't provide the justifications that the government would like us to think that it does. Um, in fact, our entire state constitution, just as an example, was established because we, the people of the state of Florida, were grateful to Almighty God for our constitutional liberty and wanted to secure its benefits. If we wanted to create a form, structure, and set of definitions for government power to ensure our public health, public safety, and general welfare, well, we would have done that, but we didn't. But what is there right in Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution is the oath of state legislators and government officials to defend the U.S. Constitution. We cannot pick and choose which parts of the U.S. Constitution that we are willing to enforce, nor can we only choose to follow the Constitution when it's most convenient for us. But let's think about this all from a different perspective. The federal government only has those powers which we delegate to it in the U.S. Constitution. State government only has those powers delegated to it in the U.S. or state constitutions. And local government only has the powers delegated to it in the state constitution because no powers are delegated to it by the U.S. Constitution. And I'm going to leave in here the slides talking about municipal powers in the Michigan Constitution and the Florida Constitution, talking basically about uh, providing infrastructure and protecting our individual liberties. But we need to talk next about doing your homework. You really need to research ahead of time what the procedures are for what kind of cases involved. How are they required to serve you? Uh, how are they required? How are you required to respond? How are you? What are you required to bring to the hearing? What are the procedures for the hearing itself? And what are the procedures for appealing this decision? I'm going to keep in here also, but not go over in detail, the slides where we talked a little bit more in detail about what those questions are that you need to research and find the answers to ahead of time. But don't be afraid to look at municipal or court websites for how-to kits on representing yourself in these situations. And don't be intimidated by your state statutes. Familiarize yourself with the table of contents for those state statutes and experiment with searching for key terms. I even have a list in here of the most common Florida state statutes uh, dealing with municipalities as well as the Michigan ones. Um, but now let's talk about rolling up your sleeves. You can't be lackadaisical about preparing for a hearing like this, even if it's just a municipality that you're up against, no matter how small. But let's look at first 
you need to pick a theory of the case. Mine that we talked about in this episode is cherry picking, how Ormond Beach is cherry picking which uh, laws to enforce and uh, against whom they want to enforce them. Next, you need to get out there and prepare your evidence, take pictures and videos, take detailed notes, compile all of your records and get them organized. You guys might be impressed to check out the 804 uh, other violations that I have meticulously categorized in my spreadsheet that I shared with you in the uh, full video. So check out that part when we talk about that. And I'll be sharing some kind of version of that with you as well. So you can actually click through and see the different options and perhaps use it in your own situation. Use whatever resources are at your disposal, though. Some of you may prefer to go to your local law library or government office that has legal records and property records available to the public, but most of you are pretty busy and you need to utilize the free resources that are available to you online. So don't underestimate the powers of free tools like Google Maps, Google Scholar, and Google Searches for county property records, where we talked about those in much more detail in the full episode. Remember, visuals are important. Judges and magistrates are just people too, and a picture is worth a thousand words. Use a chart or a graph if it would be helpful. Include photographs in your written response and submit all of your responses ahead of time so they can't shut you down too quickly and then later claim at the appellate level, well, that you're just screwed. You can't bring up those new issues at the appellate level when you didn't get them in at the trial level. Remember not to be nervous. Your anxiety can derail the best of preparations. Remember all of these government officials work for you, not the other way around. You need to walk in there like a boss who's running a business meeting. You are educating your employees on the procedures required and laying out your clear expectations. Remember, you also need to garner support because the more support you have from the public there, the more they know the watchful eye is on them. So make sure to check out all of our information that we have for you from the full episode this Tuesday, that way to get involved challenge from yesterday and our freedom fighting tools tomorrow.